Yeah, good morning, everyone. Julian King with you. Great to have you along this summer morning. It's great to have you along. Again, I've said it twice. SEN 1170 AM on Sydney and via the SEN app. Our Queensland listeners will join us in the next hour of the program. The open line number, should you like to join me, one 1170 and the text line 0457 736 736. Tops are 28 in Sydney today, partly cloudy. We have a jam-packed show coming up. Dan Christian. Good fella, great cricketer, a former Aussie cricketer. Now Sydney Thunder assistant coach is going to be here. The Thunder get their campaign for BBL 13 underway tonight at Monica Oval against the Brisbane Heap. Now Simon Hill joins us every Tuesday. He's host of the Global Game. He'll be along to talk all things football. Hey, look, I'm very excited by this. Dragons royalty, the great David New. New, he's going to be my guest. As the NRL, of course, is on its Vegas jaunt. David is US-based now. He is also regarded as one of the founders of Rugby League in the United States. He established the American National Rugby League. Maybe he can tell them how to pronounce the name of the sport properly or say the name of the sport properly. Just a thought. I'll also chat basketball with Lauren Loz Nicholson from the Sydney Flames. 2am, Tommy's back on deck as well. He shed a few kegs, Tommy. It's a late scratching after partaking in the old Technicolor yawns yesterday, but he looks magnificent. And pleased to say Jamie is back on the tools as well. 0457 736 736. The Big Bash last night, the Sixers, they have gone back to back to open their Big Bash 13 campaign. It was an unbeaten 60 from Dan Hughes that helped them pass the Hurricanes. So they're 2-0 now to start the season. The men in magenta, they chased down the Hurricanes 8 for 135. Four balls to spare in Launceston last night. Hughes top scored with 60 from 50. Not out after replacing Steve Smith who left the squad Ahead of Thursday's first test against Pakistan. And he shared a 47-run partnership with Moses Enriquez. Moses, 20 from 24. Uh, to just sort of iron out a, a decent chunk of that chase. A few concerns for the Hurricanes, though. An injury to Riley Meredith. Picked up a side strain in his side six-wicket loss. Now, look, not not the most memorable match. A bit of sort of nerdling at the end. There was a streaker. So there was something. There was a streaker. And if the security went any slower, they would have gone backwards. Let's not sugarcoat it. Then you have to compliment the Hurricanes for blinging it up. So I've got a dedication to the Hurricanes players this morning. This is a song for you. I'm in chains. I'm in chains. I should have renamed Blundstone Arena, Tina Arena last night. I heard Jordan Silk this morning with Vossi and the Missile basically saying those chains that the Hurricanes players were wearing were a gift from Timmy David. On his return from India, and think about India, get the good stuff too. That 22 carat gold, all that IPL money for Tim Hay. What a lovely Christmas gift. But shouldn't the chains have sort of been neatly tucked away inside their shirts? I mean, and we're not harping back to the great DK Lily era with the buttons all the way, you know, unbuttoned to the navel, chain bouncing around on approach to the crease. With a hairy chest showing. Those were the days. This mob couldn't hold a candle to DK Lily. But I thought that was one of the highlights of the game last night. Anyway, to more serious stuff, St George Lawara and the NRL have started urgent discussions to determine the appropriate action against rising star Junior Ramone, who was found guilty of a vicious hammer attack. This is in the Daily Telegraph. He avoided prison on Monday. So yesterday, after being found guilty of arming himself with a hammer and chasing a tradesman off a roof, this was during a heated dispute. This has been well covered, this story. The 21-year-old was sentenced to a two-year intensive corrections order, which is a term of imprisonment, but that is to be served in the community. So he won't be behind bars. His dad, though, the Moan's father, Talatau, was sentenced for two and a half years in jail with a non-parole period of 12 months. 
This is a serious, serious offence. Now, an NRL spokesman said the NRL Integrity Unit will now review the proceedings into the Wollongong Local Court following the sentencing of Dragons player Junior Talatalmo. Unquestionably, they will impose the NRL heavy sanctions on Amon, looking at suspension and fine. How long will that's to be determined? It's not out of the question that they deregister him too. That's been discussed. Still got two years remaining on his contract, Junior Amon. Now, the Dragons released a statement yesterday, short and sweet, this was after the sentencing, it said, The Dragons acknowledged the two-year intensive corrections order that was handed to player Talatau Moan today. The club will now work closely with the NRL Integrity Unit to determine the appropriate next steps. An update will be provided once this process has been completed. Magistrate Gabriel Fleming described the NRL player's conduct as appalling and said, You armed yourself with a hammer. The victims were vulnerable. The victim was up on a roof. There was nowhere to go. Ms Fleming told the court it was a tragedy the conviction is affecting Amon's playing career and finances as he supports his family in Australia and overseas. I think this is a tragedy. It could jeopardise your entire future in the profession you love. It is your tragedy, not mine. That, that'd be scarring words for Junior Amon. Scarring words. It is your tragedy, not mine. And Fleming is bang on. So Amon represented Tonga at last year's World Cup in England. The Dragons now, as is looking likely, will start next season with Ben Hunt and Kyle Flanagan in the halves. So this is a question. What do you do? What is a fit punishment now for Junior Amon? Do you sack him? Give him a year off? Give him a chance to redeem himself once he's served his time? Show remorse? Make amends? Let's have a listen to what our good mate Scott Sattler had to say on Sports Day yesterday. If I was at the Dragons, I'd be cutting his contract up. Just he's saying a new coach. We haven't had great success over the last few years. We've got to try and set a pretty high standard. And with a new coach, he's got a really good opportunity to send a really strong message here about what sort of players they want at the club. And are they going to put the, the club and their teammates first? Or are they going to think about themselves and be selfish? Uh, so if I'm the Dragons, I'm cutting up the contract. Doesn't matter how good of a player he is, unfortunately, a good young player. Now, that doesn't mean he's lost to the game completely, but then the NRL will come over the top of that and say, well, you're going to be banned from our game for... What do you reckon? X amount of weeks. Um, 12 weeks? It's a serious offence. Yeah, it's a very serious offence. I, I think 12 weeks minimum. I think there might be a thirty or $40,000 fine with some of it suspended. That, therefore, allows him to sit back and think about, is this what he really wants to do for the rest of his life, play rugby league? And if so, there's a window there for him to play at another club. What do you make of that? Do you agree with Sats' assessment? Tear up his contract. If Shane Flanagan's trying to affect cultural change at the club, you might just cut your ties and say, look, we don't want this kind of behaviour at St George Illawarra. But on the flip side, you go, well, he could be remorseful. Should you give him or afford him the opportunity to make things right once he has served his suspension? Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. 0457736736, fitting punishment for Junior Ramon. The thing about it is, and you sack him, he might take a year off, might play park footy, I don't know, then come back. I mean, he's a talented young player. Guaranteed another club's going to pick him up. So who are the biggest winners and biggest losers out of this? There's no perfect answer. We've seen it time and time again, you know, with NRL players and off-field discretions, criminal conduct and the rest of it. Club sacks them, serve their time all of a sudden. It's the second coming, and they carve it up for another club. And the fans of the original club are going, well, this doesn't seem entirely fair to me. But having said that, you know, sometimes you've got to think about the integrity of your club, what you stand for in a moral sense. 
No one is bigger than the game. No, certainly no one is bigger than your football club. I want to get your thoughts on that today, Junior Ramona. Fitting punishment. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is that open line number. Well, the NRL, as our good mate Webby has said, has rolled into Las Vegas this week to promote the season opening doubleheader at Allegiant Stadium. It gets underway in March. That was the Raiders-Vikings game yesterday, which was an absolute Barry Crocker 3-0. They hadn't had a point at half time. People want to bag rugby league. So before, during and after the Raiders match, the NRL was given uh, the type of publicity it cannot buy, or most certainly need if it's to live out its American dream. So the doubleheader was publicised frequently and regularly on the big screen throughout that match yesterday between the Vikings and the Raiders. Spencer Lenu, Manley's Aaron Wood, South Campbell Graham and the Broncos' Billy Walters. They all did interviews with Fox Sports, US Sports Network before the match and again at halftime. Now, posing for photos outside the stadium. This is quite funny. It was a Raiders fan sort of stuck his head in and said, oh, um, who are you people? But the one that got the biggest reception was Spencer Lenu. Walked in front of the faithful. They loved him. They didn't know who he was. He sort of jokingly said, Spencer, that new Roosters recruit. I think it's because I'm Polynesian. They were Polynesian. They recognise me. <laughs> they recognise me. You know, and this is a thing, and, and I confess to being cynical about this incursion into the US market. Some are saying it's a pipe dream. Volandis is full steam ahead. Andrew Abdo as well. And they have toyed with playing games in LA and San Diego and San Fran, but amounted to nothing. Consigned to the two hard basket. Now, the current NRL administration wants to dip its toes in the US, wagering, of course, and that's the key, and the broadcast markets. So it is taking a long-term view. And whatever you think of PVL, you can't deny that he's a, a big thinker. There's been a bit of speculation too that this exercise could cost the game 10 million bucks. Volandis and Abdo scoffed at that. They said they'll probably break even in the first year. Apparently ticket sales are tracking well, nearly 20,000. What's nearly 20,000? 17? 18,000? It's like in cricket, what'd you get 30 odd? You got 26. But nearly 20,000 tickets sold according to Douglas Morgan from the Raiders. He's assured Abdo that Vegas is the city of walk-up starters to the event. I've heard that's been before. The NRL has privately set itself a target of 40,000 in a stadium that has a capacity of 65. So if you can, if you can fill it sort of two-thirds, then they see that as a win. They see that as a win. So Allegiant Stadium is going to host Super Bowl Feb 11. It'll give the NRL three weeks for the surface to recover, painted logos to grow out. It is grass too. It is grass. But this game, it's a shame that you didn't have a better spectacle yesterday. The Raiders lost 3-0. And without hyperbole, many are calling it the worst game ever played. The worst game ever played. So off a low base, maybe rugby league will, will poll well. The audience for that promotion yesterday would have sat around 2 million people. So that's pretty decent. That is very decent publicity. It was Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez, former NFL quarterback. They were the commentators. Sanchez spent a bit of time pre-game. He was throwing the footy to Billy Walters and Spencer Lenu on the field. Kugler said, for the first time ever, the National Rugby League will open up the season here on March 2. And then he introduced Aaron Woods and Campbell Graham. And they were interviewed by Fox's sideline commentator, Laura Ockman. Let's have a listen to Woodsy and Campbell Graham. I think the Americans love the collision in sport and, you know, Vegas is the entertainment capital. We want to bring the main game for Australia that we love, we love doing it back home and then there's no helmets, 
There's no pads. We're just in there to make collision and then just get the fans pumped up like they are today. Good luck following that, Campbell. How are you going to pump up America? Yeah, I think uh, we're just going to try and get out here and bash each other, really. Um, but, yeah, we want to come out here and entertain. And I think we've got the product to do that. So I'm really looking forward to coming back here in March and putting on a show. I would call it a rugby league scrum, you know. But the only thing is you can't push and you can't have the ball at the back. You've just got to push, get your heads in, get the collision, and then just let them go out the back and pass. Let the pretty boys do all the work. Did Aaron Woods just say that they push in a scrum? He is old school. Simplicity in the language is not wonderful. Well, we're just going to bash each other. The thing about it is, do you reckon the audience could have understood them? Particularly Ocker Australian accents. It reminds me when Prince Charles did that States, United States tour in the 80s. They had to put subtitles in his, his address. And he speaks the Queen's English. They did it as well to, to Steve Irwin, the late great crocodile hunter. So I just, I just wonder how much they picked up of what Woodsy or Campbell Graham was saying. And Woodsy, it must be said, looked a little bit muddled, didn't he? He had the Raiders top and a Chicago Bulls cap. Went in Rome, I suppose. Look, and, and I want to get your thoughts, and I know they've discussed this a bit on breakfast this morning, Vossi and the Missile. This whole rugby and rugby league nomenclature, often referred to over there as rugby. You remember when Jared Hayne played for the 49ers and they called him this rugby player from Australia? Uh, look, by and large, it, it stands uncorrected, the terminology. And it's got a bit of traction on socials yesterday. Some say, big deal, so what? I've I got to say, it, it bothers me a little. Not a great deal, but a little. The bottom line is this. If you're promoting your game, I mean, at the very least, ensure that it's referred to correctly. The competition is the National Rugby League. The sport is the National Rugby League. It might be a little thing, but it's an important thing to differentiate your sport from others. And as I said, I must confess, I was a bit cynical about this whole... Vegas foray, but I, but I am softening. And you can't knock anyone for trying something different. You can't. And by and large, I think the supporters are invested. 0457 736 736. Rugby, rugby league, do you care? Or should they take the time to correct them and get it right? I've got a Signet Boost Power Bank up for grabs today. What if, let me ask you this, it's Curveball Tuesday, as Matty White likes to do. Hit or miss, Curveball Tuesday, I'm going to throw this curveball at you. What if the game, the double header? Round zero, Allegiant Stadium, only gets 20,000 or even 30. Target was 40. What if they get 2025? 20, would that be considered a success? Because the joint would be less than half full. But they said it's a city of walk-ups. And what if they don't get them? What if they top out at 20 or 25? Would that still be considered a success? There's one for you. You can throw a couple of curveballs as me. Signet Boost Power Bank up for grabs on the program today. David Nofaluma, uh, trouble in Tiger Town at the moment. In fact, big week for the Tigers. Hadn't trained since last Wednesday. Of course, we reported this extensively over the last couple of days. Claimed he was subject to unfair treatment at training. He had some RLPA representatives there. We'll wait and see what happens. And the Telegraph is saying, privately, teammates believe Nofaluma should train harder rather than complain to the RLPA. So they've got a full training session today. He didn't train yesterday. He's still a few injury concerns. Not Faluma, but he was there. Full training session today. Dave Nofaluma will attend. So the club want him back to full fitness heading into the Christmas break. He's the leading all-time try scorer. His contract's about 500000 a season. And there's also reports in the telly today that Shane Richardson has been linked to a move to the Tigers. And this is part of this Crawford review, which they think will lead to some pretty dramatic changes. 
So a big, big week in Tiger Town. Congratulations in order to Alex Diemenor. Good on you, Demon. He's joined Australian Tennis Royalty last night. He became just the third player behind Sam Stoser and Ash Barty to win at least two new medals. Well done to him. The world number 12, richly deserving winner after a career-best season that included him winning Demon his seventh title and first at ATP 500 level in Acapulco, Mexico. I think Kyrgios is a previous winner of that tournament. And then advanced to his Maiden Masters 1000 final. That was in Toronto and Canada. He's only 24. It's hard to believe. He shared the Newcomb medal with five-time recipient Barty in 2018. Stosa won the first three from 2010 to 2012. So the other nominees this year, WTA doubles number one Storm Hunter, one of the great names in sport. Top 10 doubles player Matt Ebden and Max Purcell. Alexi Popper and Rinky Hijikata who had that great US Open run. And all of them achieved career-high singles rankings in 2023. So congratulations to you, Alex Demonor. Next stop, top 10. Top 10 for the Demon. 0457 736 736. couple of things I want to get your thoughts on today. Throw me a curveball. If they only get 20-odd thousand to the rugby league in Las Vegas, is that a success? Junior Ramon, what's an appropriate punishment? And I'll throw this one out to you today, ladies and gentlemen. In light of Tim David's gift of chains to his Hurricanes teammates. I'm going to call upon your spirit of giving on the program this morning. If you can gift something to a player or a coach or an athlete for next year, or any time for that matter, what would it be? So, for example, your gift to Madge McGuire would be a fully fit Latrell Mitchell and Turbo. Maybe you'd gift David Warner 100 in Sydney for a farewell. Maybe you'd gift Alex Demon or a top 10 berth. Have a think. Tigers fans, would you gift David Nofaluma better fitness? Something to think about. Tim David gifted a bunch of gold chains to his Hurricanes teammates. If you could gift something to an athlete, coach, whoever, what would it be? Maybe I'd gift, uh, maybe I'd gift Kyle Flanagan Dalian winning form. There's one for you. 0457 736 736. And the open line number, happy to get your thoughts on anything going on in the world of sport today. Free call 1300 01 1170. Jules in the chair for Matty White on summer mornings right across the listening network. We'll take our first break and back with plenty more.